हेलो नमस्ते आदाब जिंदाबाद वेलकम टू अनादर एपिसोड ऑफ फुरसत फेमिनिज्म दिस इज अ स्लाइटली स्पेशल डिफरेंट एपिसोड बिकॉज वी डोंट हैव अ गेस्ट टू इंट्रोड्यूस फॉर द फर्स्ट टाइम सिंस द इंट्रो सो व्हाट आर वी डूइंग टुडे वी आर बेसिकली गोइंग टू बी टेकिंग स्टॉक एंड आई थिंक इट्स अ ग्रेट वांटेज पॉइंट आल्सो टू टेक स्टॉक बिकॉज विदाउट इंटेंडिंग टू we have put one and a half month break from the last time we recorded and have taken a little bit of a mental break from podcasting and so it's a great vantage point to sort of also look back little bit at the journey essentially this podcast is meant for two types of people avid listeners who've been following us for a while and also people who are looking to get into podcasting there are bits at the beginning and at the end of this podcast that might be extremely relevant people who want to start their podcast i think if they listen to this overall also it'll just make it a more human process for them to understand that podcasting for us has not just been the technicalities i mean it has been a lot more i think a lot of things have added to our confidence added to our skills also because of the way we have conducted this whole thing the biggest shift has been the perspective i think definitely definitely both deepa and i keep looking back on the intro episode at least i keep thinking was that just 6 months ago because it feels like my entire world view has shifted since then everything feels different i look at the world differently i hear people differently i interact with people differently and it's not all on a podcast of course but it's become a medium the people that have agreed to come on it the people uh, that have chosen to engage with the content that comes out people who have criticized us the people who have loved us <laughs> and everybody in the middle it's really really heartwarming journey so i guess the whole episode is sort of divided into three bits with a sort of an epilogue we called out for questions on instagram and so many great questions came we are kind of overwhelmed by the quality and the quantity of questions that came and it's going to be difficult to do justice to all of those questions so we might not read out each and every person's question but we've bucketed the questions largely into how we started some questions about the impact it's had on us our feminism there's an exciting little rapid fire questionnaire somebody has sent in which is really fun and we will definitely attempt it and then we will move on to the technicalities the hardware the software the hosting platform all of the other stuff hopefully that will at least give you enough questions to ask us this episode also in a way came about because a lot of people were approaching us to start their own podcast they didn't know where to look if you were doing a home production of a podcast what are the things to look for where to find them not everything was available immediately so hopefully this is also a podcast that helps you think through of course the caveat in all of that is we have sort of found our way as we've gone and what we will tell you today is what we know right now the episode later we might know more <laughs> you will definitely not get all your answers from us hopefully you will get good questions more than who to ask we didn't know what to ask when we started we were like hey kya podcasting doesn't seem like a great question to start with so <laughs> let's just do it and figure it out so if you're not one of the people who want to just like jump into the deep end of the pool this might be a good way to sort of test out the waters but before all of that deepu how did we start you want to tell the story of how exactly we started and how long we conceptualized what did we do you and i will have not entirely different but 
two different trajectories in some sense because yours has been a love for podcast for i don't know how long so that is something you only can tell mine has been an introduction to podcast and a passion for something else and the craving of just continuing to work with you <laughs> so it's just like theek hai teeno falling in place it's okay i don't know what it is i'll still go for it because it's a blind trust my version of this whole thing is that it literally started with actually a phone call from arundhati where we basically discussed that oh we need to start something of our own we are so done <laughs> we were both quitting our job and i was like matlab mujhe bas yahi sunna tha like just spoke my mind and we had like a two hour long conversation on wanting to start something and i think initially it was a research idea because we wanted to work with young women we wanted to do something with young feminist leaders that went on for good 2 3 months and we, we actually wrote an entire proposal sent it out etc i remember middle of that conversation some point we were driving from badoda to this place called madia that i keep referring to in all the episodes we had a 6 hour long drive and what best to do in a drive if not hear a podcast so we were listening to a podcast and at some point arundhati told me that she would want to do a podcast and if nothing works out then maybe we can do a podcast only we will just take a kit and keep traveling just continue traveling around the country meet women just you know talk to them and record this is the dream i sold deepa i say acha sa nomadic life we will take our little podcasting kits and travel and talk to people and deepa was like wow this sounds great what has ended up happening is us in the smallest rooms we can find in our house maybe sometimes in closets try to find the best acoustics to record a podcast sitting in front of a laptop and staring at each other's faces yeah that was the entry point and i remember that i'd come to badoda after that at one point and i saw very chotu sa silver colored briefcase and i for some reason thought it's a makeup kit or a vanity kit or something i'm like oh this is such a cute box and then arundhati goes it's my podcasting kit we had still not had the conversation of doing the podcast together and we continued on our aspiration of starting something of our own for another month we didn't want to start an organization didn't want to start anything else we wanted to start something that was not an organization not a movement not a campaign we knew what it wasn't we just weren't sure what it was <laughs> in those two months after i'd left my job i left gujarat and arundhati was also about to leave somehow because we had decided of this venture that we want to do together everything became too professional it was not that professional when we were actually working together when we were in the same organization as co-workers uh, it was not that professional and suddenly it became too professional we started sending dates we started sending each other calendar invites which was so inorganic which just didn't feel like us i think and it was rubbing us the wrong way because yeah. it was taking away the essence of us working together and then i went to baroda and we had that the yeah, conversation Deepa called an intervention literally she was like what is happening to our friendship <laughs> we need to reexamine our priorities yeah i was yeah. like no this can't happen we can't be yeah. talking about research and then just setting deliverables for each other and that's when i think we were like chota chota kuch karte hain let's not do a research let's do something small and then podcast was one of the ideas in that that we'll start with the podcast and we'd also thought of doing other things that at some point we will do a convention and we'll call other people wo badi sapne to hamesha hi dekh then that conversation happened and then i came back and then there was like two months of radio silence <laughs> on our part 
మనోజ్ పుట్ ఇన్ మ్యూజిక్ it's like hurry up up trailer bana diya to podcast karna <laughs> we listen to our old trailer i think some 20 times we like oh my god this sounds amazing in public yeah so manoj and i were having a going away farewell party from baroda and everybody had gathered in one house like there were several several people which is how we got the first four episodes recorded but i remember deepa was sitting around with like some friends of ours suvira prerna manvi all known to the podcast community now all sitting in our living room all of them sort of prepping for this extravaganza that this farewell was going to be thanks to suvira in the middle of that i figured out how to upload the podcast to a podcast hosting platform and then to upload it to spotify and i just released it without asking without fanfare kuch <laughs> nahi arundhati just walks into the hall she like we have put up the episode i'm like hey <laughs> okay <laughs> and i i just could not process it i'm like acha okay cool all that happened and when we finally got to recording the intro the reason we had to get to recording the next few episodes real fast and in the middle of a million other things that were going on was because i had essentially put it up and was like ab har friday episode dalna padega deepa and i keep thinking that if we had not put out that trailer that day we might have recorded a da- bunch of podcasts and we might have been ఫినిష్డ్ and then we sat down and immediately listened to the whole thing again <laughs> oh yeah oh right right that's why we yeah oh i'd forgotten about it yeah we came out of the room after some 5 hours and manoj is like looking at us ki kya hai ye what is happening you guys in that like 10 days we recorded three episodes right plus the trailer 10 days nahi deepa one week <laughs> yeah it was one week and we also edited two episodes in the same week and the trailer kya ho gaya hai yaar now we can't do one episode a week <laughs> i don't know dedication yeah. thai dedication. dedication i know that's uh. how honeymoon periods look like but yeah that's yeah. how we started 
one of the other questions that keeps coming to us is is this full time and i guess the straightest answer to that is no this isn't it's the farthest from full time that you can actually think of in the technical aspect of things in the sense that both deepa and i are continuing to take up a lot of work outside of the podcast that a pays b connects us to the field and to to work that we are very passionate about and so we continue to be full time ngo karyakartas <laughs> by day <laughs> moonlighters podcasters <laughs> yeah yeah this is a night job but also this is such a passion project for us it's such a baby that we just don't want to make it full time as well we're a very conscious decision of not making this full time because we want to keep it as a leisurely space which we keep reminding to ourselves fursat yeah uh, sometimes it's not that much of a leisure we'll get into it later in the episode but it has to be that space it has to be a passion project it has to be something that is completely you know no strings attached to rest of the requirements of life so that's why we have not seen it as place to earn money or to find meaning <laughs> it has always been something we sort of also crave for we go back to it has been a nice safe space for us it has been a learning space for us that's the whole idea of the podcast we just wanted to put out stories that we interact with the the conversations that arundhati and i used to have arundhati and i have separately had with other people around us that everybody who writes to us or even the speakers that we get on board our friends everyone keeps saying the same thing that you know they resonate with this thing because these are the conversations they're having in their living rooms or you know in their free times and we want to stay honest to that idea and that's i think one of the major reasons that's not a full time thing for us. can't make it, it a job cannot, yeah. <laughs> i think all of you are aware that the heinrich pol foundation they're supporting us partly deepa applied for that grant but writing that grant also so much of our conversation was around how does this not turn into a deliverable based thing that we start measuring and in impact indicators and excel tables and report deadlines for and st- suddenly start thinking of it as something that has to mean more than what it is and suddenly take on some sort of great change the world <laughs> narrative which we've never wanted or put on the podcast actually speaking of what we did dream about and what we thought about and <laughs> somehow inadvertently ended up on this podcast so essentially in the beginning when deepa and i were talking about what we want to do together we explored so many options about how we could make our central idea and dream come true so we thought of networks we thought of groups etc we thought of informal and formal structures that we could design or join or create in some sense but we were very clear that what we want to do is create a space of solidarity where people can come together hear each other feel validated in what their what their experiences are etc and through all of this process you know we ended up on a podcast and we thought okay we are doing sort of a creative medium um but bhavna who was on the badan pe sitare lapete hue podcast she messaged us one day you know after almost each episode we share the feedback that each episode gets with the people who came on the guests and and she was saying that you know inadvertently you have ended up creating that space itself because i feel so connected to the people who come on the podcast and the people who listen to it and what it essentially does is make myself feel like i'm a part of a larger community whether i can see it or not and i feel validated in the things i'm doing 
and so many times the battles that i fight can be so incredibly lonely but it really feels like i have a community to share them with and that was just so incredibly poignant and important and it resonated with me so much and it was such a wonderful reminder of the fact that you might take different roads to get there but in your heart of hearts if there is something that you're desiring to do i think you find a way of getting there and somehow that's how deepa and i have landed up with this absolutely wonderful giving generous community of people and so we were very clear that it should stay what it is and for what it is if people are willing to just say okay you are doing great work here some money we'll take it otherwise thanks to our privilege or thanks to our safety nets in life we are not looking at the podcast as a way to earn money we will get into the expenses of the podcast and all of the other things at the end of the episode because we want to be as honest as possible for anybody who's really starting out so that you know what resources you may need and as one of the mediums it has the capacity of being a full time thing it does take a lot of time i mean we have also realized this over a period of time that initially to we were in that zone that acha sab kar lenge but then it hit us later because we are both doing other things so it sometimes can take a toll it's just that it's just the two of us and it's easier to have that communication between us and we are able to take care of each other in the process so it has become easier that ways but if somebody wants to do a podcast and looks at it as something to earn money from i think both of us agree on the fact that if you want to take it up as a full time thing you should it takes that kind of energy and effort so and, yeah. and it has really helped to be two people if it was just one person it would 100% a weekly podcast would be a full time job for all the things that it requires we don't quite do all the things that it probably would require if you were looking for to monetize it eventually or to make it extremely popular or to have it have exponential growth we are right now just going on extremely organic growth very word of mouth inadvertently we've stumbled upon a structure where guests come every week and they, with each guests comes a new set of listeners and that way it has just kind of organically grown that brings us to how do we get all these guests deepa how did <laughs> somebody asked how do you find your amazing guests <laughs> i like that question because we do have an incredible lineup of people that have come on the podcast yeah and somebody i think has asked what's the criteria for for your speakers and we have stumbled upon them i personally feel and this we're saying in full realization of the fact that we really really want to have diverse intersectional voices on board but so far that's not reflected in the kind of people we've had there are many reasons to that i think both of us will get into it but most of them have been our friends and then friends of friends and then friends of friends of friends because the nature of this podcast is very intimate we want to create a space where people would come and talk to us and are comfortable in sharing things and uh, sometimes they are very intimate sometimes they are also generic and also very analytical you know but then we are going on an anecdotal format so when that happens it's literally on the speaker and we try our best to make that safe space but it is also quite sort of organic in how it turns out to be so that's why i think we have been able to snowball into our speakers there is an inherent bias obviously when you look at a structure like that the people like us syndrome does come into play that we are very aware that 
the tone of the podcast, the experiences shared on the podcast can feel extremely limited to a certain kind of people. And therefore, more people like that will find resonance and want to be on the podcast more. And therefore, the conscious attempts that Deepa and I are making now is to get people to come who maybe don't fit into that very tight-knit set of people that we keep interacting with. Though I have to say, some of the podcasts that have given me the most amount of joy have come from really unexpected places of diversity, not in identity, but diversity in the way narratives are told, right? In the way narratives are constructed and the way narratives are owned. And it's so interesting how we've gotten to that point. We have largely been extremely open to anybody that wants to come and speak. The very fact that people feel solidarity with the voices that are on the podcast and want to come and speak is all the criteria we have. One of the things that I was also thinking about when it comes to guests, Deepa, was that very early on, we had thought that we will also do uh, multilingual episodes, right? So we've managed to do one in Hindi and one in Gujarati amongst 17 episodes in total, the rest of which are in English. And we are both very conscious about this fact, especially because the Hindi and the Gujarati episodes have found great resonance with people who are outside the normal circle of people who generally listen to podcasts. This is important to point out that, as Arundhati, I think, has said in the beginning, it's a very niche medium. My family doesn't listen to podcasts, you know. Uh, I think Arundhati also introduced this to her parents. Ki matlab, so no, we are also doing this. But there was one of the initial conversation where she was like, my father said, who will listen to you? <laughs> like, Mom, right. <laughs> Why will people listen to you? And That's why we're doing this. We need to never yeah so actually i mean it requires some kind of commitment for you to the medium it's an acquired taste and when people don't listen to it the language in which we are talking adds another layer of inaccessibility so with our co-workers in gujarat or people i'm working with right now who are more comfortable in hindi they've listened to one or two episodes and it just amazes me um, a lot of them have listened to the English episodes as well and then told us that kuch kuch samaj mein aa gaya, but you should do more episodes in Hindi or in Gujarati and we really want to English mein, we have a tendency to slip into jargon but with Gujarati and Hindi completely conversational for me and so it's completely de-jargonized. You are sort of only talking at the essence without making it simplistic. You are, you know, simplifying. And that thought feels more profound when it's not ensconced in a big word like ensconced. Yeah. And I think there is something deeper to be said about why even people who would be comfortable in speaking in Hindi or Gujarati on the episode choose to come on a podcast about feminism and speak in English. I think that is a conscious choice because so many of our introductions to feminism have come through texts that are in English, through circles that speak exclusively in English. So, so much of our processing of our feminism has happened in English. And that really may be one of the reasons why Roshni's or Kailash's podcast were so starkly beautiful to us and <laughs> to us both. One of the most common question is, do you edit it or are we supposed to be very articulate or like know our thoughts? So many people write to us saying, you have such articulate speakers. And we do. We really have incredibly articulate speakers. But more than articulate guests, I think they're all people who come from incredibly personal, private spaces of speaking. And then 
it's a three hour conversation cut down to 30 minutes to 50 minutes guys you know and if you edit anything down to that much from that much everybody will sound profound <laughs> we do edit it in a way that it sounds conversational and also profound because that's the vibe we also want to create i think the principle was when we're recording we record for ourselves we speak for ourselves and then when we're editing we we edit for the listener and i think it sort of breaks it down into parts the conversation is fantastic but you're also when you're editing you're very cognizant of the fact that people are giving their time i mean there is a value to that time and we are not very fond of putting in a lot of rambling thoughts in it okay so so moving on to some very very interesting questions that have come in some we've cherry picked because they don't sit in combination with some of the other questions that have come and sort of stand alone can create a really interesting mahal maybe so the first question i just want to shout out to the person who sent it it's julia has sent it from the dawson's critique podcast which says what is the most surprising thing about podcasting something that you love that you weren't expecting to or something that was harder than you expected it to be honestly the most surprise for me it has been the response when we started both of us had a conversation that what are we expecting how many people will listen to us and then arudhi was like no even if we have only 100 people listening to us it's great and i'm like okay and then we hit 100 listenership on the trailer itself we're like are so good is only a trailer good we have arrived by the way set your expectations low so low, low. <laughs> very low so then you're always you know always happy kuch bhi hota hai kuch jata hai so uh, that has been response the way people take their time out to write mails to us to write messages there have been some very beautiful messages some really good analysis i was not expecting that it will be such a thing that there is a vacancy in our lives when we don't have one of those fridays overwhelmed with love <laughs> all our fridays were in some sense booked ki matlab aaj pura din we will just celebrate and it's not just we love your podcast it's always specific yaar it's always personal it is always specific it is always so vulnerable like in the sense that people will always share something deeply personal in the process of admiring the podcast we know that this has happened because of the speaker they are instrumental to whatever response we get it's not about the podcast it's about the fact that we're able to connect with so many people it increases my own confidence and makes us feel less alone as you say <laughs> i mean i said that as a throwaway line in the trailer i swear and i keep feeling like until i met deepa i used to think this these are just my thoughts then deepa and i met we are like acha hum dono hum dono yahi sochte hain hum dono yahi acha and now with every week we meet one new person and we are like oh my god then the listeners come into the equation and that increases and you are like oh this is valid what i'm feeling is valid it's true it's being seen it's heard you know when things are seen and heard and witnessed that's when they become real Kandi will begin to tell you how many things I have discussed on this podcast that I have probably never verbalized to myself. Every single episode, Deepa and I are astounded at how much people are able to come and just crack themselves open. So Medha and I spoke about sex on this podcast. Maybe we spoke about sex like that for the first time in our lives. We've spoken up to each other about abuse. We have spoken to each other about the technicalities of sex. But the way in which sex was spoken about in this particular combination of three people 
is so completely unique in what it became it's amazing that every week that is able to happen i i see the bravery and the vulnerability and the beauty that is before me and then gives you a permission to yourself be vulnerable to yourself open yourself up i keep thinking of it as an anthology anthologies of stories anthologies of narratives and this feels like an anthology of witness testimonials to the time that we are in <laughs> and the moment that we are all experiencing what i love that i wasn't expecting to love is the editing process there is something deeply satisfying about sitting with an episode all day letting it brew listening to it several times figuring out what are the parts that will get edited out i think i really wasn't expecting to enjoy editing i thought that would be the part that we would be like are yaar record kar rahe ab edit karna padega the anticipation of editing always irritates me but like while i'm doing it the product is really fun <laughs> the fact that when you're listening to it again that's something that only we get access to when we are just recording and talking that's a reflective and thoughtful process but again when you're editing and listening to the whole thing together it's a very different thing and over a period of time i've learned that how to do this i mean now i've was, started is that is that your answer to what's what was harder than you were expecting it to oh there are so many things that were harder <laughs> than i was expecting so many things the hardest thing for me is to start an episode i'm just like no i never start a recording uh, outros i've not done it yet so <laughs> that is hard so because i take my own time in every single recording i take my own time to like get into that space speakers also play a huge role there <laughs> many times it i felt that our speakers are consoling me and making the space better for me than i am doing for them they're like it's okay you tell me i'm listening to you <laughs> i'm like okay i'll also share then <laughs> i have a major case of social anxiety so because we have new person every single time i have my own journey over a period of time i think by the 10th or 11th episode i got a little better in that but still the ritual between us is that arundhati has to invite me to speak so <laughs> because otherwise i'm a very talkative person so i think off late what has been harder than the first few weeks or months let out has been it's hard to keep going at the same pace and this is just a life realization more than a podcast realization because i'm such a go 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 person when i hit a roadblock my tendency is to push through power through rather than take a break or take a pause and think about it so every single time i have had to seek a break from a podcast or not wanting to record a certain session the few times that it has happened it has really surprised me how hard it is for me to do that to ask that and to seek that permission because it's in the beginning i kept trying to push to like figure out how many episodes we would do in a season because it helps for me to have an end goal in mind because i think i have a tendency to be like okay now that i can see the end goal i'm just going to put on blinkers and just go and because the goal post has kept shifting right on this podcast so many people have kept engaging we've had more people that want to come on the podcast we don't want to stop people from wanting to come on the podcast we have so many more things to discuss than we thought we would have etc 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 and it keeps growing and you don't see the end goal right you don't see at what point does it stop as in the form that it is in right now i think that was much harder than i expected it to be because i think i do put an 
undue amount of expectation on myself to be able to deliver all the time and be available and ready to deliver and at my absolute peak performance and excitement and you know all of those things I expect to be here all the time it really doesn't work that way yeah? and then it's just accepting that has been hard that's what's been hard once the acceptance came it was good <laughs> it's a conversation that we both keep having we both keep reminding each other that it's okay to take care of yourself and you know what I think when we said leisure when we said fursat we associated a meaning to that and we associated something which looked very flowery and very nice and and always happy it's warm but it's not always happy i mean i have had breakdowns after episodes and there have been times we have not been able to process certain things because we did not expect that it will take that direction because it gets intense it really gets intense some of the episodes are very difficult when we are recording and it makes you think the two of us have always been sort of a sounding board for each other and also reflected together a lot in that sense also then become very comfortable with each other to be honest about certain things that theek hai matlab this this will take some time for me to process but because there's a third speaker because there's a third person also asking those questions or opening up certain spaces that we had not done yet and it's new it's surprising it's exciting but it's sometimes it's really scary <laughs> and that we had not counted in when we were thinking about leisure or about a safe space and this is a major realization at least i like for me it has been a huge realization i mean in one of the episodes i remember arundhati had said what is feminism if not mining our traumas for content <laughs> oh my god <laughs> like in all the episodes there are moments where we are like laughing very much excited and there's a high energy and then there are moments where like we suddenly get very serious and it gets very intense and that's what safe space is that's what it means to actually you know create a bonding space and that's what also sometimes takes a toll for one when we put out the benakab episode generally for the all the other episodes we were always elated by the number of people who were listening to it and for that episode both of us we were, we were not promoting it we were actually actively telling people to not listen to it we were like if you haven't don't i mean women especially and we were promoting it to men mostly but with women we were like it will be jarring it's traumatic it's triggering and i had edited that episode and i didn't realize how much it had affected me uh, because it stayed with me weeks after weeks i almost had a breakup with my partner because how much it had affected me i did not realize it i had to go for therapy after that episode i'm not saying that was the reason but it created that kind of an impact on me because i when i edited it i had to listen to it again and again and again which didn't help there are other episodes like this and there are some episodes which can be very healing which are very therapeutic um, very meditational and then there are some episodes and there are bits in every episode maybe where which can be triggering for people so it's not all you know as a flurry and great and that's exactly what leisure means i think feminist safe spaces is that and we had not counted that in we had not expected that and it's the biggest learning yeah. for me we kept equating leisure with joy right and we kept treating these quote unquote heavy topics as outliers we were like ha ye na wala se heavy topic pe kar lenge but yeah and the number of times we've both had to take a break also during episodes feeling like nahi so many step away you know just like no 
डू दिस और एडिटिंग टेबल पे तो बहुत ज्यादा लाइक जस्ट स्टेप फॉर अ बेट एंड टू कंटिन्यू टू होल्ड स्पेस फॉर द स्पीकर और द गेस्ट हु कम एंड टू मेक श्योर दैट दे डोंट फील कम्प्लीटली अबैंड एज क्रॉसिंग आर ओन फीलिंग्स I think that's a good segue into the next question, which is basically how has this journey affected your feminism and your friendship? In many, many ways, yeah. Every single episode in Samson's has been instrumental in bringing new idea or a new thought or an addition to how I have always seen feminism as. So you know, when in Vihan's episode, when he explained his anxiety, I had never thought like that. I never knew in Kailash's episode the way she was talking about camera. it just absolutely shifted my perspective anamika talked about queer spaces and all women spaces are not alternatives of all men spaces and that those are just just biggest learnings and learnings as feminists that's not just about the podcast it's something that has helped me grow our conversations have also changed after that i feel it might be coming from the speaker it might be coming from a deeper reflection of what i feel or i think it might be coming from our conversation from you from what you have said but like the larger amalgamation of all of this has been something that's going to be transformational for me which probably we had not anticipated i mean i'd heard several people say ki thoda pata ho na to then you're like know it all tumhe lagta hai puri duniya pura jahan pata hai the more you get to know the more you understand what you don't know the more you learn the more you know what you need to learn and if anything this has been a deeply humbling process the running of the podcast shows up how completely privileged my feminism is in how many pockets i don't even need to think to practice my feminism now i understand first of all what a plurality of feminism means what how feminism is not feminism but feminisms and i understand what that means a little bit better i also understand that there are lots of feminisms that i have no access to and will not have access to and should not feel entitled to have access to kuch logon ki journeys hain and experiences hain jo main co-opt nahi kar sakti mujhe bhi ab samajh mein aata hai ye feminism ye mera bhi experience hai no it's not vihan's episode for example was a deeply unsettling episode for me because it was a whole episode of going through a process of listening to both anxiety which i have not been diagnosed with and to to listen about his experiences of being trans uh, in a space where i constantly keep reducing the space around me whether consciously or unconsciously to a gender binary and so in that sense every single episode i think people bring in a perspective there is some moment like you said where like your world shifts that has been the biggest impact on my feminism i think it has become more questioning of itself of its own privilege and it has become more intersectional whatever to whatever extent i understand it now for example i had followed all the debate and conversations around jk rowling being called a turf uh, a trans exclu- exclusionary radical feminist and i kept thinking ha huh, yeah of course i support trans I completely understand that trans people have their own rights and identity and if a person says they are a woman they are a woman if they say they are a man they are a man if they say they are non-binary they are non-binary uh, it's not for me to judge who they are and what their gender is I I understood all this in concept in practice also probably but it's incredible the ways in which we practice trans exclusionary feminism and working in a women's rights organization the tendency to reduce everything around us to a gender binary and then to say that you know it's always the women that are the victims and the men who are perpetrators to not put further layers on it of 
caste, class, and also expanding the genders beyond just the gender binary. It made me a trans exclusionary person by extension. I don't have to intend to do it, but I was trans exclusionary in doing that in the way in which I was framing my sentences, in the way in which I was framing my experiences as the most marginalized, you know, this marginalization Olympics that we keep playing. That tendency to get into those kind of dialectics, that has been the biggest shift is I understand where I err. It's not that I think I can shed all of my learned turfness overnight. At least I understand the source of it now. And there is a conscious sort of reduction. I listen to the intro podcast and I listen to any podcast that we put out today. And there is a huge difference in the language, in the way that we speak, in the intention behind the language as well. Because so many times language just becomes about semantics, right? Like, kya bola? Focusing on pronouns rather than saying... Let's think about a genderless society. All of these things. So that has shifted for me massively. And uh, yeah, and it could be a combination of things that are happening around the podcast. I'm not saying it's a singular reason, but it has definitely sparked so many conversations and I'm so thankful that Deepa was with me in this journey because again, we seek a witness to to the changes that happen, right? And the fact that we are constantly able to speak to each other all the time makes space for these learnings. For both of us, I think there are multiple intersections in which we are existing at the same time, right? When I block my mind and come to a recording and then when we are in that space, there are so many things that I talk about, reflect, think about, listen to, which sometimes just absolutely, I mean, loses its intensity when I am physically in some other space i'm living in spaces which which are patriarchal like forget about feminist Uh, they are properly patriarchal and then there are people who are a part of the system or a victim of the system who have internalized certain things and both of us are continuously working in those spaces continuously working pushing agendas pushing feminist agendas and and i think it's very easy to say the right thing in a space like this podcast and be happy about it (laughs) that that, okay now we learn but that gets more and more difficult when you have to translate that into an everyday practice and not just as a professional but in literally your everyday life to actually internalize and it's a process that I've had with you outside the podcast space I mean just to answer the question that how it has impacted our friendship it was a part of our friendship overall But I think lately, because earlier our worlds were very combined, except for the personal lives, like except for the family and friend circles, our professional life and our work and everything was same. Like our our worlds were very intertwined, you know, and now we are in two different cities doing very different work and sharing that with each other in many, many conversations that we have. And I think a lot of conversations that have happened over the podcast have seeped into those realities. And that journey also, I think, ha- has sort of compounded in our friendship. And it is, like, I will say that the, the podcast is instrumental to that. It's not just the two of us. It's, there are so many people in my head so many times. Like, the conversations that we have on, on, on the episodes stay with me. So I know for a fact that I'm not going to forget those stories. Whatever, whenever and however this podcast ends up into, I mean, wherever we stop doing the episodes and podcast, the things that both of us have learned are not something that will end there and are something that will keep adding value to 
our lives and to our friendship as well to how we have talked to each other the kind of things that we sort of also together have sort of been very problematic in and you know because we validate each other a lot so we just pat our backs and we're like are bahut acha are tum bhi bahut acha so so this is something that i feel has added so many layers to the friendship and we have also discussed this in one of the episodes that our dynamics had changed when we started doing the podcast so we have both figured like trying to figure that out and very much figured it out had conversations on the podcast it has become our favorite way to process any difficulty in our life is to bring it up on the podcast <laughs> i have to be really honest i'm a very enthusiastic person about starting new projects okay but inevitably i run out of steam at some point get very unenthused about it especially when it's with one more person like if it's in a team you can still find more sources of energy but with specifically one more person it can start to get very grating it's the same familiarity breeds contempt ki matlab you will you will find ticks about the other person that start to irritate you that annoy you you're like are why did i get into this you know that was my biggest fear when i proposed you know and working with you in general was knowing my own limitations about how i am in these dual sort of partnerships and also i was very cognizant of the fact that the starting of our friendship was in a space where you were reporting to me i was cognizant to be really honest throughout that process i was very uncomfortable i was always very conscious and aware that whatever we do together we need to find a way for it to be both of us as equally invested and at the same level as possible i think that's been the most rewarding part of this whole process is just finding a friendship friendship love affair call it whatever you want you know I, there's several different ways of thinking about what we share but i think in retrospect it's much easier to say what we had what it wasn't and what it is now at that time it felt like the most ideal version of a friendship but there were so many things that i realized we just our friendship lacked right like we definitely weren't this open about so many parts of our each other's lives we weren't as open to critiquing each other it was very fragile yeah, it was it was beautiful but it was sort of not fully formed and the part that's most surprising is that i'm not tired of you <laughs> i am so easily bored of people or of similar working relationships all the time and it starts to get on my nerves really soon and it's probably also because of the structures and the limits we have set to how we are going to do this podcast especially off late i have felt that i was struggling to think the other day of any other friendship or any other relationship in my life that holds so much of me and it's not just because of the podcast of course but podcast is a very big reason for it where i'm able to think about what i like to do professionally what my passions are professionally person is able to understand that knows everything about my personal life uh, my home my not just knows but like understands the ethos of i remember um uh one of the conversations that you and i were having when when we were driving back from maria one day and you said something about my home being a perfect looks like an architectural digest home but also looks like a home that you would want to live in and I was so struck by how consistently you're able to catch the ethos of of what i try to construct in my life whether that's intentional not intentional whatever i feel more seen in this friendship than i think in any other 
part of my life in the sense that you see me you see who i am you see my surroundings and and you love me for for all of that and despite all of that or whatever and it's deeply validating what this has taught me what this friendship has also taught me is i think i'm so much nicer kinder more generous more vulnerable uh, more available to my other friendships many episodes there will be a point where we'll start talking about each other and then we'll realize people might not want to listen to us, you know they will ask us to go and get a room or something so then we just stop or we just edit because shravanti so, ne question pooch liya so now that's on her <laughs> because we are such big coffee with current fans shout out to sneha i thought there were going to be way more shout outs than we did i am very proud of how few inside jokes on the podcast we've managed we could have done a compilation like a blooper reel by the way if there is one episode that deserves to like see the light of day without a single edit ha huh? without a single edit is the filminism episode I swear <laughs> it killed me <laughs> to edit that episode. Feminism was like a rapid fire. <laughs> it was three people shooting fun shots at each other for two and a half hours straight and it it was just the biggest laugh. So that's anybody's interested. Shravanti's already offered to pay money for this. And if there are enough people who will comment on this post that goes up saying we want an unedited version of this episode we will put it out. So that was just part one of our mega mid-season podcast. Part two holds an incredibly exciting rapid-fire round, which might lack some rapidness and some fire, but you judge for yourself. Also, we answer a lot of your technical questions. So if you're looking to start a podcast, part two is for you. See you there. Bye.